0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Brought to you by Shirt.com, the go-to provider for all your Tar Heel gear.
1: What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another, that's right, another episode of the Coast to Coast podcast here on InsideCarolina.com. Man, we should just change the name of this to ICNN or something because the news is breaking hot and heavy for Hubert Davis and his staff in Chapel Hill. You know, We just brought you the Dawson Garcia commitment earlier this week, and now here we are letting you know about Hubert Davis and his staff luring another five-star to Chapel Hill to be a part of the Tar Hill program. I'm just Joey Powell. With me as always, Sherelle McMillan, Sean Moran. and you guys are making time for our listeners and our viewers, and I'm sure they appreciate it. Sherelle, how are you feeling? I'm good, how yourself. man, I can't complain. Sean, how are you? Pretty good. Well, I appreciate you guys being here. Let's let's jump out with it. I mean, Jalen Washington, five-star player. He's definitely one of the highest rated prospects in the 22 class that had an offer from North Carolina. He's from Gary, Indiana. Uh, six nine center, uh, checking in at two hundred and ten pounds. Sean, I'll go to you first. Is is Jalen Washington more of a four five or a five four in college? How do you see him?
2: I think it depends who you ask. I'm going to go with a a five four, um, just because you know I think that that's kind of his ideal position um, in college is is being I'd say a five you know five that can slot in at the five four, but. You know in terms of of his skill set he's the guy as you mentioned six nine um, you know I think almost a 72 wingspan and he's still you know he's still I'd say recovering from the ACL injury he's he's been playing but in terms of, of getting getting back to hundred uh, percent you know that's still still in progress uh, but he's been playing throughout the spring and, and summer uh, UNC was able to, to watch him several times during the high school evaluation period and you know, for him, he's a he's a once again we've been talking about this on almost every recruit, but he's a big that can shoot and can stretch the floor. Um, that's kind of his his game and his forte is kept. You know, I'd say really catching from 15 to 18 feet, facing up, giving a little jab step and firing away. And he's got a good form, um, a nice shot, and you know he's he's very comfortable also from the three point three point line. Where I think a few weeks ago we saw him basically as a trailer on the break, just spot up and and catch threes and knock them down pretty easily. Um, You know, he's not afraid to get in the post and and post up. I think right now there's not a lot of explosion or, or above the rim um, ability. And hopefully that will, will come, uh, you know, as he continues to, to get healthy throughout his senior year. But um, you know, I'd say a five, four and a guy, once again, that can, that can shoot.
1: And at seven, two, Man, with that kind of reach, that's almost an impossible shot to block, especially when he's at the 15 to 18 foot range. There's not going to be anybody around him that can contest that. Sherelle, why don't you let our listeners and viewers know how this Jalen Washington recruitment came together? You know, we know he visited early when the period opened on June the 2nd, uh, and it seemed that everything went really well. He took some other visits. But what do you think happened as far as the UNC sales pitch or the UNC recruiting pitch that actually got him uh, to commit to Hubert Davis and his staff?
3: I think it was a combination of things that really only UNT could offer. And that's why he ended up picking UNT. So I think having Sean May as his primary assistant, a big man from Indiana who made, you know, that trek, you know, southeast and performed well, won a national championship, you know, final four, um, you know, all that good stuff, played in the NBA for a long time. I think that's a part of it. Um, He is an academic minded kid. Like it's, it's something that's very important to him. So he, knew, he wanted to go somewhere that had world-class academics. And I think Carolina checked that box. And then he of course wanted to play you know, high-level basketball and he wants to play in the NBA one day. So I think the best combination of those things with the addition of May of, of great uh, academics and great basketball is what kind of tipped it over to North Carolina. And he had, um, seems like an amazing visit based upon what he said to us after the visit. Um, just how much he enjoyed the team, how much he enjoyed the staff and, and their vision for him. He said that they had uh, things kind of decked out on, um, like on on the bed or, or, or somewhere during his visit of like, you know, Jalen Washington, ACC freshman of the year. Jalen Washington, you know, name in the, in the rafters. Jalen Washington, ACC defensive player of the year. All, all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. <clears throat> and I think it was just a really, really good job by Sean May, by Hebert Davis, and then the entire UNT staff um, once they offered him. Because this is another one that was you know, fairly sim- similar to uh, Will Shaver and then to Seth Trimble in that he didn't get a Carolina offer until early May. And within a month, he had taken an official visit and I think everyone around UNC felt pretty good and they were just waiting for him to kind of go through the process of visiting Stanford, visiting Purdue, and then seeing you know, what was going to happen after that. So it, it might be a month later, but this is another example of Davis and his staff identifying, communicating, and then closing. And they've done a really good job of that um, over the last, well, since he took the job on April 5th.
1: Yeah, these May to June relationships, to, to, to turn an old phrase, have been really unique to see, but it's it's interesting how many uh, how many of these kids are really just buying what Hubert Davis is selling right now, and it's obvious what he's saying is really registering with these families uh, and, and these players. Sean, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to ask you. I think that one of the things that has seemed to be an area that Washington could improve his skill set has been around uh, his motor and his strength. Meanwhile he does seem to be a really good defensive presence. How do you see him slotting in with what UNC will have as a pretty big deficiency in the post uh, by the time he gets to campus?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I think even, you know, in in this coming year, you know, they have the the three bigs with the Dawson Garcia commitment, but for the most part, none of them are, I'd say true rim protectors or shot blocking threats. Um, I I think you, you know, they can do it at a little bit, but I think that's where when Washington comes in, that's going to be kind of an added dimension that UNC really hasn't had uh, lately. And we mentioned the seven, two wingspan and in just watching some of the games, I mean, sometimes he just puts his hands straight up and that's enough to at least alter a shot or make it difficult. And then there are other times he's coming from the help side, uh, coming on a break and he can, you know, really, really block the guy's shot and start a fast break. So, you know, I think that'll be a, a added dimension, especially, you know, UNC is looking for bigs to play immediately. I think, you know, the main thing over the next year is really uh, that mobility, as you mentioned, in the pick and roll game. And, uh, you know, some of the clips that I was watching recently, he he, he works real hard, uh, but sometimes, you know, maybe it was a split second too long that they left him out on the perimeter, or maybe um, he just kind of lost concentration for a second, and his man was able to able to score. So I think that's an area of focus is just kind of a little bit more uh, in terms of mobility and increasing that aspect. But, you know, from the length perspective, he can just put his arms up and and that's going to do something uh, immediately.
1: I'll be honest again, I don't, I'm not anywhere close to the degree of, of expert at identifying and analyzing talent that you and Sherelle are, but I see in this kid, what I think people thought John Henson was going to be with the full package. And John Henson was an amazing player for three years at North Carolina. Uh, But I see he has kind of that potential to combine the length uh, and then also step out on the offense, which Henson really had developed by the time he left Chapel Hill. Sherelle, how do you see uh, this commitment playing with the rest of the kids that are offered in this class? Do you think it has an effect? Uh, Do you think it continues to help the staff build momentum? Or is this just kind of an isolated great win for the staff and they move back towards looking at the other kids that have offers?
3: Can it be all of those things?
1: Sure, uh, it's your podcast, man. You <laughs> co- call your shot.
3: I think that would be the answer uh, because he is the type of player who can play. I think beside someone. Um, when I say beside someone, I mean another big. Just because of his ability to stretch the floor. Now, I think you do get into issues when you, you know, maybe want to pair him. Say they got to commitment for someone like Derek Lively. I do think defensively that that could cause some issues um, because then you have two. What I would consider college centers right now, um, yeah. playing together, so that, that's something that that may be worth monitoring. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think Isaac Trout, you know, he's another guy, a, a power forward that they have an offer to. I think they would fit beside each other fine. I think he fits beside Shaver fine because of, again, because of that stretchability. Um, and then lively to me really is the only other. Right now, um, serious offer Kennedy, I guess Philip Basky could count as well. Uh, but I think all those guys could, could play together just because of what Heber Davis has said he wanted from his bigs, which we've talked about ad nauseum, which is, you know, the facing, the spacing, and the posting. And uh, all those guys can do that. So the versatility is there. Um, the pieces are there. So I, I don't think it'd be an issue really unless you're talking about starting him and Derek Lively and that they should be so lucky to get both of those guys. Sure. Uh, if you're starting both of those guys as your four and your five, then maybe there, there could be some issues.
1: I can't wait for the day that Hubert Davis sends a five-out offense out on the floor to watch the fan base's heads collectively explode because it's not something that they have ever seen in Chapel Hill before. So
3: might not have to wait a long time for that.
1: You might see it in October. We, <laughs> the way things are trending, who knows? All right, boys, uh, I'll give you guys a chance to make uh, one more parting shot after I say thank you to Johnny T-Shirt for helping us put together this podcast. You know, we wouldn't be here dropping this news on you as it happens if it weren't for folks like Johnny T-Shirt with their financial commitment to Inside Carolina and supporting us and helping us bring this news, breaking news and uh, information to you. So if you like the insight and analysis that you're getting, thank Johnny T-Shirt, hit them up, JohnnyT-shirt.com. They've got all of the new football stuff in stock so you can get all the new gear and be ready when Kenyon Stadium is back at full capacity uh, in September. So make sure you hit up Johnny t-shirt.com right there on East Franklin street, uh, owned and operated by UNC alums. They've been supporting inside Carolina for a long time. We want to continue to support them. All right, guys, now that we've, uh, we've gotten our thanks to Johnny t-shirt out of the way, parting shots, Cheryl.
3: I would just say this is a continued evolution of Hubert Davis and his staff or, or what they can do. So, uh, you know, they've shown that they can get an immediate need from the transport portal in Brady Manning. It's shown that they could get someone who maybe uh, wasn't being used the way they wanted to be used at a different school, uh, in Justin McCoy. They've shown that they can get one of the top transfers from the market with Dawson Garcia. Um, now they've shown that they can go get one of the you know top 25 big men in high school basketball. So you're starting to see them use everything within their power, within their toolkit, so to speak, uh, to, to improve the UNC roster. And then I would say. Uh, you know, congratulations to Sean May. This is kind of his first real big win as an assistant coach. Um, And it happens to be from the state of Indiana where he's from. So I'm sure that means a lot to him. But, uh, you know, he's shown an ability. We were told uh, by someone who's around the program a lot that he had, you know, some of those rock star qualities that, you know, some of the high major assistants have. So this is probably the first of many for him. And I I think it just, I I continue to be uh, shocked. I don't want people to think that, (laughs) I was <laughs> down on the staff, but just the level of which they've been able to turn over the roster into um, one that, that plays the style and fits the style that they want to play is incredible over the course of three and a half months.
1: Yeah, it's it's nothing short of amazing. And not that anybody's asking for my opinion, but I, I would recommend they kind of slow their roll a little bit, get these expectations tempered so that so that people well, don't think that every single, you know, every single kid they offer is gonna pop.
3: I'll, I'll let Sean go, but that's that's a conversation for for coast to coast. I think next week.
1: All right, we'll we'll, uh, we'll mark that one and put that in the ledger so that we hit it on our uh, on our next agenda when we actually do a scheduled coast to coast. All right, Sean, last one, man. You got two got two cents for us before we get out of here.
2: Sure. So just to kind of piggyback on on Terrell, um, you know, one thing we've seen, whether it's been the high school recruits or the the transfers, is things are moving very quick. Um, yeah. And obviously, not privy to inside conversations, but, you know, just reading the tea leaves, it looks like UNC has been able to kind of, you know, put put the pressure on um, and, and try to get, you know, commitments of the players they want. And they now have three commitments really before the the live period begins. Um, so I think that's a, a great job that they've done in terms of evaluating, but also kind of, you know, putting putting the pressure on to, to get a commitment so that they can, um, you know, focus on other, other guys as well. Um, And then the second one we've talked about it ad nauseum is how does UNC recruit in this era of the G league and overtime, et cetera. And, you know, here we have a low five-star guy ranked in the top 25. And once again, he's a guy that is kind of the ideal recruit where obviously a lot can change. uh, But with, with Trimble, we talked about, you know, his explosiveness and, you know, that being something, depending on how he plays something that could increase his, Uh, market from an NBA perspective but you know from Washington he's not a a pogo stick athlete that is just going to you know be running you know running up and down the floor catching lobs etc he's got a very you know very unique skill set but he doesn't have kind of those intangibles that just scream NBA to you and that's Mm -hmm. you know that's at least to me the ideal recruit that you might have more than one year Um, and obviously you can't predict that and it's hard but that's something that you know, I think is is uh, very important as teams are trying to form over the next few years.
1: And I definitely want to give you and Sherell credit because you guys have said on previous episodes of this podcast that recruiting in that 25 to 40 or 25 to 50 range is going to be uh, Hubert Davis and his staff's sweet spot as you start to deal with these, um, you know, the removal of one and done these, the G League, these other professional leagues kind of playing and vying for those those top level players and it seems like they're they're really adapting well all right guys i appreciate you being here i know you're tired of seeing me this week but such is life and such is the the way that this staff has kept us busy so i appreciate you guys making time to share this insight with our listeners and our viewers and we will certainly catch you on the next episode whether planned or otherwise of coast to coast here on InsideCarolina.com. special thanks to john siegley for producing Shout out to Sherelle McMillan for making time. Thank you to Sean Moran for making time. I am just your host, Joey Powell. We'll catch y'all next time. Late.
0: Thanks for listening to another podcast from InsideCarolina.com. Brought to you by com, Where to go for your next Tar Heel gear purchase. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.